The following episode has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. to another episode of Mexican Matters, episode 140 with the Mexican, and we have to talk about recent week activities. Many things happened this past week that we must address immediately. For first and foremost, let's congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles for finally winning a Super Bowl. If you remember, they faced the Patriots way back when with Donovan McNabb was quarterback and lost to him, and they got a little bit of revenge by beating Tom Brady, the GOAT, 41-33, and winning, thus, the Super Bowl. Now, we didn't talk about this last time, but Mexi was going back and forth about what to do with his money. I had lost some money in the championship game, so that was going to be, you know, in my head, that was going to be a bad omen, so I didn't know what to do. I went from a thousand bucks to six hundred and seventy-five, during the championship weeks, and I was starting to get uh, a little bit worried. So basically, I did not know what to do. the The spread, the money line, was very easy. The Patriots, heavy favorites, favorites, plus four, uh, minus four, and the Eagles were underdogs in this, minus uh, plus five. So. Regardless, it seemed like I was forced to put the money on the Eagles. Because you see, here's the problem. If with 675 bucks, what negative four line means, basically you have to put down 400 bucks just to get 100 back if you, if you thought the Patriots were going to win. Obviously, they're favorites. It makes sense. So with 675 bucks... I mean, 400 doesn't fit twice in that, so obviously you'd be getting a little over 100 bucks just from putting money on the Patriots who are the favorites, which, mm, again, doesn't yield the most benefits. However, if you put $100 on the Eagles, you were getting 500 back. So it was kinda, I was kind of forced, but it was also a no-brainer. Like, you kind of, I, I figured losing 675 bucks is not as bad as previous years, and gaining basically a little over 3300 would have been a huge upside. So that's why that was, you know, appealing. Now, as always, if you remember, my previous history uh, was not very good. Um, I had gone very badly. It had gone very badly for me in Super Bowl bets. But the last couple of years, my technique had improved because I would go Whoever logically I thought would win, all I would do is basically uh, go against that. So logically, everything basically said, hey, uh, let's put the money on the Patriots. So I said to myself, oh, if I have to go against my logic, everything's got to go on the Eagles. So let's just do that. 
and uh, see what happens. So I put the 675 bucks on, on the Eagles, and watching the game, you know, it was very close, but uh, at the end of the day, the Eagles did win, and I made a lot of money, which made me very happy, and I should be receiving that money sometime soon. Now, I'm starting a new trend where I am officially uh, 2-0. Well, if you count the fact that I picked the Broncos correctly but didn't put money on it, 3-0 in Super Bowl uh, bets. Clearly an upside as opposed to before. Um, you know, things are looking up. Now, I would like to point out a few things about the Super Bowl that many people may not want to talk about. And so far, I've noticed that have not talked about. So, I like how most of the country was against the Patriots because boo-hoo-hoo, people hate greatness. Okay, whatever. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Giants fan, which, by the way, we won best commercial, hands down. Eli and Odell, to, uh, dancing and dirty dancing. I don't even want to hear it. Best commercial. The um, Doritos and uh, the Doritos and Morgan Freeman Mountain Dew commercial, close second. Anyways, so I like to point out how two calls during these championship games were critical. And had to be reviewed in order to allow the basically the uh, Eagles to have two touchdowns accounted for. The first one was a bobble during a catch with two feet down in, in, inbounds. The second one was uh, a diving play. A uh, person caught the ball, took a couple steps, dove in, and the ball popped out as he landed in the end zone. Notice how, A, those two went in favor of the Eagles. And B, nobody from the Patriots complained about it. Not the fans, not Belichick, not Tom Brady. Nobody used that as an excuse. Nobody b bitched about it. I, I'm always on social media. I, I didn't really see many Patriots fans complain about the fact that those two calls were questionable. Now, in my opinion, the catch, couple steps, diving in, that one, they, they got it right. The other one was clearly a bobble, he didn't have full possession, and his second foot hit the white, so that, that should have not been a touchdown. And again, the thing that itches and drives me nuts about the NFL is they don't get everything right. Like, it's not unanimous across the board. Like, you can go back a couple years when Des Bryant, you know, his catch didn't happen uh, against the Packers. It's either always this way or never this way. Not, oh, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's a catch, sometimes it's not. No. Clearly those bobble, two steps were not in. Sorry, that should have not been a touchdown since Des Bryant's catch was never ruled a catch, even though it was not in the end zone. So that's basically all I have to say about the Super Bowl. Well, aside from Tom Brady's still the GOAT, ladies and gentlemen. I know people are making fun of him because oh, he didn't catch that ball, which, again, Tom, you need to work on your foot skills and your and you know catching ability because that was kind of poor. I will give you that. But um, he's still the GOAT. The guy has five Super Bowls. Nobody else has five. He has the greatest comeback in, in Super Bowl history. He has many playoff records. Oh, well, Montana never lost a Super Bowl. Yeah, he only went to four. Okay? Yes, he went to four. That was about it. He didn't play as long. Uh, and thanks to my Giants, that's why, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have seven. So, enough about that. In other sporting news, um, 
last night, the Timberwolves and the Cavs played. And for the first time in quite a while, we saw LeBron take the last-minute shot to win a game. Kudos. I wish he did that more often, but we all know that's not the case. Now when I see it, I'm not impressed. I'm like, dude, if everybody's claiming you're the best in the world, you should be doing that on a regular basis. I've seen Curry do that. I've seen Durant do that. It's about time we see LeBron, you know, be clutch. I mean, he can be. He's done it before, but he needs to do it all the time if he's that great. I mean, again, to me, he's not ahead of Kobe. He's definitely not ahead of Michael. At this point, I think Durant is a better player. So, yeah. And I clearly don't want to see him on the Lakers, um, at you know, this coming free agency. And with the trade deadline, I, I do believe the NBA trade deadline ends today. Um, people keep uh, giving me shit when I discuss how LeBron likes to just always ask for help. Uh, those are the to- that's the talk right now during the the NBA trade deadline. Oh, who can the Cavs bring to help LeBron? Well, I'm sorry. Are the players that they brought in to help LeBron not working? Oh, what shocker! Oh, I wonder why. Maybe they should do what Kyrie did and just leave LeBron. Yeah, LeBron is hard to play with. The people they brought in are not playing to their full potential. Even though on paper I believe they are clearly all-star caliber players. Yes, more injury-prone. Isaiah Thomas was injured when they took the trade. I would have never, ever done that trade if I was the Cavs. Boston? Oh, Boston's got nothing but uh, good things from that trade. They're the one seed. Toronto the second. Cavs losing most of their games now nowadays. It's it's sad, okay? But let's stop trying to get LeBron more help. I can't. I can't do another podcast where we give LeBron all the help in the world. I just can't. I just can't do it. It's not happening. I can't. It's ridiculous. No. Now, other things I do want to discuss, and this brings me to another point, uh, about, you know, nonsense. I've discussed quite a bit, podcast after podcast, the nonsense that I deal with on a regular basis. But this time, it's about footy. Australian football, for those who don't know what that is. Um, It was recently announced on social media that, you know, the Columbus Jackaroos are rebranding to the Columbus Cats, you know, in partnership with the Geelong Cats, a team from the AFL. You know, a professional team. Oh, people on the Facebook page are up in arms. Oh, my God. Why? The legacy. Oh, no. I've always been a Jackaroo. I don't want to be a Columbus Cat. Me, 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 me. First off, people who are complaining that, oh, I didn't know about this until now. Really? Because I knew about this ahead of time. And I'm not that big of a Jackaroo follower. So if I knew ahead of time... You should know ahead of time, especially if you consider yourself more of a Jackaroo worshiper. On top of that, maybe if there was a podcast where people could listen and basically know the in and outs of what is going on. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that would be. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Yeah. That would be an excellent idea, but, oh, oh, what, you don't listen to my podcast? Aw. 
Yeah. It's all new. And conveniently, I find it very convenient that most of the people that are complaining are people who I deem not as dedicated as some other people. Case in point, I'm going to call out, yeah, yeah, I'm going to call out a few people. Uh, When Jackhammer is bitching about switching and doing change and the motherfuckers come once to practice this past year and actually got to play in an actual game, that is a slap in the face. Really, you should not be saying anything. Yeah, I, I get it that you were one of the first people that joined. I get it. But if you have come to less practices than I have in the last two years and played in less games than I have in the last two years, you saying it's a bad thing means nothing. I'm sorry. At this point, means nothing. I should not be taken into consideration. Sorry. And for the other people who are like, whoa, I don't know why we weren't consulted. I don't know why this we, we were not, this was not brought up to us. Well, how dare you tell us a couple days before and wanting to discuss things at Burns? First off, jabronis, let me point out that the discussion at Burns is kind of like to ease you into it and kind of, you know, let you know what's going on and give you like some insight. It's not a vote. The decision has already been made. We're just letting you in on it. That's all that is. All that is is letting you know, um, you know, the in and outs of how it's going to work. That's basically all you're doing. Oh, all the board's doing. Oh, what, 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 why, didn't, why didn't we do a vote? Why did you tell us ahead of time? Me, 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 me. Uh, first off, again, as I said, people who are complaining, most of them are the jabronis who um, are not as dedicated and ba- have barely played games, okay? Most of them female. Let's calm the fuck down. Well, two pointed out, two that I point out specifically, Stacia and Maka, let's calm the fuck down, okay? One lives in fucking Dayton and comes maybe once or twice for, for practice a year. Oh, but plays in most of the games and goes to nationals. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, we're... Why have you? Why was I not not made aware? I will give you that you are one of the founding members of the Jillaroos, but again, um, I've seen previous pictures and I've seen you play now. I'm sorry, but I can't be the only one that thinks it. I will be the only one that says it. Uh, at this point, liability to the team, to the girls' team. I I just can't. So I'm sorry, but. I'm behind the board. I have not commented on any of the uh, social media things because I already knew. And I I am not a big advocate for change. I hate change. But I am more susceptible to agreeing to change if it's for the better good. Clearly, as outlined, you're unifying the club. The Columbus Cats, the Lady Cats. Oh, but the fight soon is going to be different. Motherfucker, switch the word jackaroos for Columbus Cats. Problem solved. We are the Columbus Cats, the greatest team in the land. We'll fight for everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, again. Oh, my God, I can't switch out a word. Oh, my. And, yeah, I know. I know it's hard. It's it's a legacy. I get it. 11 years, the Jackaroos. But, 
Again, the pros by far await the cons. And everybody who uh, basically is complaining, like I said, you got Jackhammer, you got Maca, people who barely come to practice. Should not be an issue for any of them. And this is why we elect the board. We elect the board, a president, a vice president, a treasurer, members at large, to make these decisions based on information available. If you don't like the decision the boards make, then run for the fucking board. It's that simple. I didn't see Mako or Jackhammer running for the board. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And the people who, I swear, if I had to hear, oh, I don't look good in stripes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe lose some weight. You look, you look good in stripes after that. I'll tell you that right now. I don't look good with the current jerseys because guess what? They're all tiny. We need numbers. We need sizes. Yeah, this would provide all of that. The pros, as listed by our president, outweigh the cons. So I don't want to hear more nonsense on social media about this. The meeting is to basically let you know the decision's been done. Boo fucking who. I like how everybody... Oh, yeah, we got we got retired players coming out and throwing their two cents. Yeah, people who abandoned the team during their time of need at Nationals. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, this is what I came up with. And conveniently, it's four pros and four cons. Wow. Yeah. But other players, other original founding members or other veterans have mentioned... You know, and throw in another two cents. But most of the mentioning is not against it. It's mainly saying, okay, well, I wish you would have told me ahead of time. Which, again, if I know ahead of time, how do you not know ahead of time? Um, but mainly, mainly positive f- feedback from people like Evan Fisher, Grossi. Yeah, because overall, it's a good thing. Well, we didn't we didn't put it to a vote. I'm sorry that we, you guys have gotten used to the last couple years with the board uh, getting asked every 10 seconds what to do and who does what. No, this is not a fucking, oh, uh, can we vote before we make a decision? No, that's not being a leader. Uh, being a leader is taking control. You were voted on and elected. You take control. You make the tough decisions. Yes, as mentioned, 30% of the people are not going to agree with change. It's just the way it is. And yeah, most of them, people who barely come to practice. You can't complain that you don't like the pink and black jewelry colors. And then, oh, wait, I don't want to join and be a Columbus Lady Cat. Well, guess what? I'm sure there's other team sports where you can throw your fat ass around. For free, mind you. Or just not come to practice too. Actually, I don't know, some, some, some rec sports don't even have practice. But yeah, mainly positive feedback. Pros outweigh the cons. I will not be attending the meeting because I already know what's going on. And that this is basically done. I see the pros. From a business point of view, it makes complete sense. Oh, but what happens next the year after that and 10 years down the road? I don't know. The future board members can deal with that. How about you run next time? Enough said. It's happening. Get on board. It's good for everyone. That's basically the, the main point. 
it is good for everyone involved. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all anybody basically needs to know. Now, speaking of which, now that that has been taken care of, let's give a shout out to our sponsors as always. IGS Energy, saving you on fixed rates on electric and gas. With promo code MEXI. If you haven't done it yet, go out there, use it. It is winter, it is snowing, it is cold. You're going to use your electric, you can use your gas, save money. Promo code MEXI. Email it to apeterson at igsenergy.com or just give 614-312-4799 a call. They'll hook you up. IGS. Proud sponsor of the Mind Matters podcast. But oh, wait, let's not forget. With all the with all the snows and all the changes in weather, you need to be covered with good car insurance. Because I wanted you to be one of those jabronis out there who's wrecking the car and signing up, calling calling my my work, and then it turns out that you don't have coverage. Well, guess what? Same promo code Mexi will get you coverage, full coverage with Ramo. Vote for Ramo at American National. 614-595-2934. Promo code Mexi will save you money. American National, another proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, before we go any further, too, I would like to give another shout out to BB, Aaron, and Ryan for uh, their upcoming wedding. Mexi will be present. Uh, Tara is my plus one. And, you know, congratulations, guys. You know, it, I, I thought it would be better to say it this time around on the podcast before, you know, a couple days before. As opposed to a whole week after. Okay? So, yes. Congratulations. Wishing you guys all the best. I really hope you enjoy your wedding present. If you smell what I'm cooking. But anyways. Now. More things to talk about. More nonsense that I constantly have to deal with. There is apparently, I don't know if many people play this, that I know of. Nobody plays this. It's a game called HQ. It's an app on the phone. And it's basically a quiz game. Uh, You log in at 3 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every day. And it asks you 12 questions. Random questions. Multiple choice. If you get all 12 right, you could win up to 2,500 bucks. But here's the thing. You may not be the only winner. So you log in, you start off with maybe, um, let's say, a million people, and each question you get wrong, you're out. I mean, you can keep watching on the app, but you're eliminated. You can't answer anymore. So as the questions go on, people get eliminated. At the end of the day, when the final question's done, if there's 100 of you, 400 of you, 1,000, 20, 80, you all split the money, and it gets deposited to you via PayPal, which is great if you're like ten of you that win it, and you get two hundred fifty bucks on the regular. Oh no, I see the most most I've seen somebody win is a hundred bucks, and that's when the questions are like ridiculously crazy. They call them savage questions, but they're all multiple choice, so they give you three options to answer, and but you don't have, you have ten seconds. Um, to click on the answer Now mind you He's reading you the question So by the time he's done reading You have three seconds to make a choice 
And some of these are not very easy and you don't necessarily know the answers. So it's a lot of guessing. And like I said, I've seen people win 60 cents. It tells you at the end, you know, all the usernames, the people who, who've won the, the money. And the only reason I know about this is because Tara showed it to me because her and her co-workers play. And I believe to be a complete waste of time. Because here's the thing. Tara doesn't like commercials. She thinks that's a waste of time. But I sometimes find commercials hilarious. This kind of the same way. I don't understand how you can play a game where it's basically chance. It's kind of like the lottery, only with a little bit better odds. You, uh, you're not guaranteed a chance of winning unless you know all 12 answers. And you're not guaranteed 2500 bucks. So you could play for an entire year and maybe once win... 100 bucks or 250 or maybe get lucky and you're the only one that answered all, all of them correctly and get 2500 motherfuckers once a year i just made 33.75 on the super bowl yeah i already do that and it takes me maybe a week of planning and saving some money on my tax return that's about it so no thank you i don't have time to waste on nonsense she sometimes uses me for answers you know, it's like, oh, what's the, what's the answer to this? I give her the answer, you know, so she can make it further. But then, I mean, the most I've seen Tara get to is question seven. Um, and like I said, the most I've seen somebody win, a username, not somebody I know, is 100 bucks. Somebody I know winning, I have yet to see that. Mind you, the only person I know is Tara and her coworkers. So, yeah. Again, not wasting my time. So I'm curious if any of you play out there. Let me know. Because if you've won, let me know. Oh, I, well, Mixie, I won 60 cents. Great. Glad to see that at 3 o'clock and 9 p.m. you're wasting your time. Here's what I'm doing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Working. And at 9 p.m., yeah, I'm pretty sure I got better shit to do than waste my time. Have the time. If you forget, oh, shit, you can't log on? Nope, sorry. You can watch, but you can't play. Oh, well, that's bullshit. Should have gotten there sooner. Should have actually planned. Should have set the alarm. Tara sets her alarm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And she still forgets. Speaking of nonsense, uh, this HQ thing led to uh, an interesting discussion between the missus and I. Oh, well, you, why do you always shit on everything I like? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that happens not just to you, to everyone. And if I feel that what you are watching or what you like is other nonsense, then yes, I will say it because I am an ESTJ. The J's meaning judgmental. Yes, I make quick decisions in judgment. Most of the time, I'm right. Uh, and it is not my fault that you like baking shows. And I do make quick judgments. But all you have to do to kind of convince me is... And Kato does this to perfection. He'll throw in some arguments. I'm like, ooh, well, that actually looks appealing. And then I'll rethink my strategic approach. Case in point, let me give you an example. There's a show on Netflix called Ozark. Name sounds terrible. Jason Bateman's on the show. At first glance, it wasn't appealing to me. I literally came home one night from work 
and Tara was watching it, and the episode, mind you, there's only been one season, was episode four, and I walk in, and there's, like, ugly-ass strippers on the TV, and I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Oh, it's Ozark, it's really, really good. Uh, no, this looks like a shitty show of Jason Bateman and ugly strippers. Uh, you shit on everything I like, eh, you didn't give anything a chance. Well, hold on. I don't like being told, oh, I shit on everything you you like. I'll watch it. Fine. So we watched the whole season. I actually ended up enjoying the show, minus the ending of the first season. Because, of course, the Mexican drug car- cartel uh, leader gets killed. Del Rio, of course. But it got me hooked watching the pilot. The pilot was very good. And that's how usually I judge my shows. The pilot wins it for me. I give a show... The pilot, and then maybe the beginning of the next episode to reel me in. If it hasn't done so, no, sorry, it's not gonna happen. So um, we went back and watched the pilot. Pilot's amazing. So and again, I'm like Tara, all you literally had to do when I walked in on the ugly strippers on episode four, which, mind you, we both admitted is by far the worst episode of the ten episode season. Episode four, all you had to say was, "Whoa, whoa, whoa honey." Watch the pilot. That's all I want to say. You're going to love the show. We would have gone and watched the pilot because I would have been curious. And guess what? We would have finished the show weeks ahead of time. Not recently because eh, you hate everything I like. But yeah, I'm sorry. No. Like, oh, and it's not everything you watch. Uh, let me just point out Black Mirror. Excellent show. Terry got me hooked on that. Let's point out uh, Peep Show. You like you said that was one of your favorites. I've seen some episodes. It's British, hilarious. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, the baking show. No, um, let's see the ranch on Netflix. Uh, terrible. Yeah, if it's something is terrible and you're trying to feed me shit, I'm not gonna say yes just because we're dating. No. Well, I don't shit on what you watch. Okay, let me get this straight. We watched the Royal Rumble recently. And she was making fun of the commentators the entire time. Which, again, doesn't bother me. Because some of the commentary is ridiculous. Um, she doesn't like commercials. But every show I've watched that I watch... And mind you, I watch more TV than she does. All of my shows that I've watched... She sits there with me and is like, oh, well, this is actually a good show. Like Ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix or The Amazing Race. She gets interested. I'm like, oh, oh what, what, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Big Bang Theory. She actually thinks I'm a lot like Sheldon, which is true. Some of my coworkers think that too. And recently, this is what, you know, sort of got this going um, recently is uh, Sheldon had on an episode a moment where he was like, Amy, do you sometimes don't tell me stuff because... Of fear of how I'll react. And Tara's like, yeah, I do the same thing to you. I'm like, what? Case in point. Sometimes she doesn't tell me stuff that she likes. Because she fears that I will shill over it. Which, if it sucks, yes, I will. Okay, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, no. Oh, she likes that. Uh, movies I tell her to watch that are good. She likes them too. Uh, she wanted me to watch her favorite movie. With Natalie Portman. I believe it was called Mirror. 
No, not Mira. What was it called? I forget. It's Natalie Portman, and she acts like a whore the entire show or movie. Um, I don't know, but it was good. I will give him that. Uh, Clive Owen and Natalie Portman are in it with Julia Roberts, uh, where everybody's cheating left and right. Oh, Closer. That's what it's called. Closer. I was going to bug me the rest of the day. Closer. Yes, that's right. Go watch it. Pretty decently good movie. Um, and Natalie Portman acts like a stripper in it. Just throwing it out there. It's not that hard to win me over, but I'm just saying, you know, that's that's what it takes. Speaking of which, I don't know. Let's bring this back to sports. I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the previous podcast, but what the hell is going on with the NBA All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend? I'm tired of it, guys. Come on. You guys are just making it more shitty by the year. So now it's not East versus West. Team LeBron versus Team Curry. People get to pick their teams. What? And then the dunk contest. It's a bunch of jabronis. Oh, great. LeBron's not in it again. Dwight Howard's not in it. Blake Griffin's not in it. The three-point contest. The Splash Brothers are not in it. Just Clay. Durant, why is Durant not in it? Why is Kyrie not in it? I mean, come on. We got three-point shooters left and right. They should even bring, like, a an old-timer for old-time's sake to see if they still got it. Like a Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. That'd be awesome. I'd watch that. The dunk contest. Why don't we have all, all the great people that know how to dunk? Jesus Christ. Not for jabronis. And the skills contest. Oh, yes. Ooh. And now there's not even a rookie versus sophomore game. It's uh, USA versus the world. God damn. No, 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 no. I can't. And I've always said that the All-Star game, the fans should not be allowed to vote. Okay? Because obviously favorites are going to be voted in even though they don't deserve to play. This year, Paul George got in because of an injury. Great. Woohoo. Should not make the All-Star game. Well, why not? Um, Because he's not playing to his highest level. If not, OKC would be first, second seed, not fourth or fifth. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, it's cold hard facts, people. Facts don't lie. Now, with that being said, if you'll excuse me, I actually have to get to work because now most of my cases have gone to one of the partners. You know, I have 50-some cases with one of the partners, and they're constantly up my ass with questions. So, I gotta always answer the phone. That drives me nuts. Oh! But one last thing that, one last bit of nonsense that I have to deal with, I would like to point out. One of my co workers, this Kim that we keep mentioning, that is terrible at doing her job and I constantly have to fix her cases. She got in an accident. She was rear ended. No! Went to the Gehenna Care Point after hours clinic and is going to the chiropractor during lunch. I figured, you know what? Maybe now she'll know just what it is to be a good paralegal that handles a case. So I knew that she could handle her own case, which she tried doing. And I'm like, no, it's a conflict of interest. So they gave the case to me and Jim. Very easy. She sits next to me. So my intros and my client contacts are very easy to do. But I noticed I'm like... Kim, you're behaving like one of the nonsense clients that you always complain about. You live in the hypocrisy, and that's the problem. 
well, why should I, what, uh, 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 but I asked for a social, I don't want to give my social, you have to, eventually you're going to have to, because that's how you settle, uh, uh, you don't want it in the system, I'm sorry, you have something to hide, we already have everything else in the system, if I really wanted to, I could look it up, but I don't, um, Okay, for you, we don't need it for your medical records. Um, can you please go get your Gehenna Care Point bill? Because you brought me the records. Okay, I'll do that. She lives right by Gehenna. I worked next to her. The accident was three, four days ago. I still don't have my bill. Just like the clients. Got the police report. Got the insurance on the dude that hit her. You know what? She's uh, still treating. Great. It'll be an easy submission for March, but I still need my fucking bill. Again, and I keep telling her daily, I'm like, this is why clients annoy us, and you constantly complain about clients, and you behave the exact same way. Well, I have a picture of the of car that hit me. I'm like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure we already have the police report. Again, a nonsense phone call, because she always calls me from next door, and I'm like, you could just walk over here to ask me the exact same question. Or tell me the exact same nonsense. I swear. I swear, people. I swear. Well, anyways. Um, today marks the day, finally, after getting shitty cases again from Jim's floater up in Akron and Kim. I finally went through all of them last night at 10 o'clock, got home. So finally, all the cases have been reviewed and fixed. So now I just have to do is collect, you know, the incoming mail, the records, the bills, and get them ready to go. I'm already at 38, and it's not even the 12th day. So I'm all set going into next week. I just got to, you know, keep the pipeline coming. Well, on that note, that's all we have for you this episode. A little bit longer than normal, but hey, we had a lot of things to get off our chest. And I already know... People are going to call and be like, oh, you shouldn't have said this, you shouldn't have said that. Look, I'm already going to tell you this much. If you call and I'm busy, I'm not going to answer the phone. I hate it when people don't listen. I work 9 to 6. I can't answer my phone during that time. Send me a text. Comment. Facebook message. Whatever have you. Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, you all know what the channels are. All the episodes on Meximine matters on uh, SoundCloud. Everything is on iTunes. Please go and review the show. I've said it multiple times. Give us some reviews. Let us know what you think. And for those watching in Ashburn, Virginia, you are officially the number one city. But Dayton's not going light, uh, not going out without a fight. Anyhow, as always, take it easy, and as you all know, where there is a Mexican, there is always a way. Till next time.